0: Hey, the world's full of fantastic music. Each month, we explore an album of significance, its roots, how it makes us feel, and then banter about its influence and staying power. Join us on our journey as we dissect, discuss, and discover some of the world's greatest albums on The Sonic Collective. Hello friends and welcome back to the Sonic Collective at thesoniccollective.com and obviously across all your favorite podcast platforms. I am joined today with our other three members. I got Scott Coates way over in Thailand and I have Scott Gregory and Alan Dupuy with me here in Calgary, Alberta. So this month we decided to do, not this month, this round, apologies, we decided to do a round of soul records. I just kind of picked that genre because I like soul and We haven't, even though we've picked soul albums in the past, we haven't really dug into it as a genre. And I had recently made a playlist of this Chill Gin playlist and I put on this Erica Badu track on and on that I had heard before. So I'm like, well, you know, I like her. I had heard her with, do other albums and songs with OutKast, The Roots, but I didn't actually know her stuff that well. So I'm like, let's go back to her number one album. I knew it had good reviews. I knew people liked it. It's at about 3 million in sales. It went three times platinum in the U.S., came out february 11th 1997 and erica badu baduism was her first album as mentioned so you know i don't want to get too much into what i thought uh we always like to kick it off to the other guys so right away i'm going to kick it over i'm going to throw it to alan dupuy and see what he thought of this album all
1: right thanks darren yeah um erica badu i remember hearing the name way back in the 90s and that's about as far as it ever went for me um after listening through to this album, I don't even think I recall hearing any of the singles on the radio. So um, this entire thing was kind of a new experience for me. Sonically, I think it's, it's fairly evident that this is a 90s album. It's got some of those telltale markers of the era in its production, and I guess even some of her singing style, maybe. And that's not a knock or anything. It's, it's more of an observation on my part, because for what it's worth, the 90s is probably my favorite era. Uh, and when it comes to music. Um, Erica has a really great voice, as it turns out. Like, she's got excellent vocal control. It's silky smooth to listen to. Um, I mean, I, for my money, I think she's incredibly underrated as a vocalist. So, um, you know, that, that was something that really impressed me. Um, another thing I really liked about this album was just the lyrical depth of some of the songs. I didn't really expect that going in. You know, she uses a lot of imagery and allegory to weave her narrative, and I think generally speaking it's, it's one of those, it's a more positive album as far as lyrics go. Some standout tracks for me, I would say uh, Apple Tree is probably my favorite of the entire album. It's just super catchy, uh, there's a bit of like a hip-hop vibe, and I don't know, it's like assertive and empowering without being overly aggressive. Got a good message i can kind of i can get down with that message plus it's just kind of straight up catchy um i believe that was the fourth single that this album generated i don't have wikipedia in front of me but scott's giving me the thumbs up number four um the song certainly i also really liked it had this cool sort of like winding bass line really bass forward and the whole vibe of this song is like this i almost picture like a smoky the yeah, Smoke-Filled Jazz Club, it's got a kind of a jazz thing there. And lastly, for, as far as standout tracks go, the single On and On. Lyrics were surprisingly deep on that one as well, and it was also quite catchy. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't really have anything bad to say about this album. But I should probably mention this isn't really the kind of stuff I find myself drawn to particularly. Like... I tend to lean towards music that evokes stronger emotions or, like, you know, I, I just like my music more cathartic. And this easy listening stuff just doesn't quite do it for me, I guess. Um, I found myself longing for something a bit more up-tempo. But, you know, that being said, it's a really solid album. And it seems to combine a lot of the elements of soul and jazz. There's even, like, a touch of G-funk and, and like, the 90s hip-hop sensibilities, which is... Which is cool if you're into that. Really solid production, you know. Amazing vocals. The lyrics are refreshingly positive and self-empowering, rather than you know glorifying material things or hookups or the party scene or whatever, like a lot of her contemporaries do. So,
2: yeah,
0: awesome, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you uh, liked it. All right. Uh, how about uh, Scott Coates? Thanks, Darren. And
2: uh, I like your observations there, uh, Alan. Yeah, this is a really cool sound. I mean, this is mega soulful, sitting around, having a smoke, a drink, getting your hump on. Like, every time I would put this on, I just imagine people having sex. Like, this album is full on written for sex, I think. it. I did find an interesting thing. It's not good background music or dinner music as all you hear is the drum and bass kind of. The drum and and the bass line is just so much above everything else that I put it on twice while having dinner with my wife and all I could hear was that. Like I couldn't really hear the singing or anything else. So I surprisingly well thought it would be good background music, found it wasn't. Like it kind of needs to be headphone or just listening to it on your own or maybe having sex, I didn't try it for that. Um, no love is pretty nice. I gotta say um, yeah, Apple tree was pretty good and next lifetime that for me was the hottest song next lifetime, but I pulled out Apple Tree like you Alan, but next lifetime was great. It's really weird and that I like this album. I like it a lot. That said it kind of just blended into one sound and, and one track for me aside from those three I mentioned, like I'm really bad for listening to lyrics, which I appreciate is. Fifty percent of music, but I just have it on doing stuff, and I would find, thirty minutes later, that I hadn't discerned one track, and another. It just sort of was one thing to me. So overall, yeah, really liked it. Um, three songs jumped out, but that's not to say the others were bad. Loved the groove, loved her voice, loved the sound, but it was just kind of one thing, in the background to me. But but liked it. Never listened to Erica Baidu, although I think now. I had heard my next lifetime before I just didn't know it was her. So nice experience. Glad we've listened to her. And I guess that leaves you, uh, Mr. Gregory.
3: Yeah, thanks. And uh, I'm glad I went third because I honestly have elements of both of your uh, reviews in here as well, too. I touched on some very similar themes in there. Uh, overall, I do have a positive impression of the album. Uh, I didn't know a lot about her before. And honestly, the only time I'd really ever looked her up before was because she's got a really cool collection of hats and so i just went and cycled through all the images of all the different hats that she wears so i encourage you to go do that and just see it's everything from like fruit baskets to like cowboy 10 gallon hats and stuff like that it's really cool um The bass lines and the samples on this album were were varied and and attention-getting for me, right? Like, I don't listen to enough Neo Soul to know how unique they are within this actual genre. But compared to what I normally listen to, it all stood out. So they hit me in a different place uh, that I didn't know I liked to be hit. So I kind of like Neil soul. I think. Uh, the lyrics, Alan, I agree. It reminded me of Miseducation of Lauren Hill, where it was trying to speak to you. There were positive messages around shared experiences um, and then just taking the high road and living through all of that. Right. So I came away lyrically really impressed as well, too. She's definitely a strong uh, lyricist songwriter. And, and yeah, her voice, it does have a very nice soulful tone to it, but but it still manages to, to keep this modern feel. Like you said, there's these hip hop sensibilities to it as well, too. Uh, I don't feel like I'm being taken back to the 70s so much as we're paying reverence to it. And again, I remember us speaking about Dwight Yoakam and how he was paying respect to the old school country singers and and hanging on to that. Uh, And I feel that as well for Badu's music uh, regarding soul. It's a nod to that generation, but it's still speaking to ours by fusing in some of those other more contemporary genres. Uh, what really impressed me was the transition from Rinshot as uh, an intro into On and On it was just absolutely seamless like i missed it the first time i had to go back and see where where the track flipped over cuz i was like whoa wait a minute here yeah exactly <laughs> so you know some artists their intros are just throwaways at the start of the album they don't really contribute to anything or stuff like that i honestly don't understand why they're there but but this one i appreciated her her approach Um, one thing that really was interesting to me was I listen on Spotify and it lets you see how many times each song uh, on an album has been played and you mentioned on and on and that it, you know, it's one of the best ones on there, but I too liked apple tree more. And for some reason, you know, most of the songs on the album got played like five to 10 million times. The singles like 40, but on and on got played like 120 million times and I don't get it. Because I honestly think Apple Tree is the better track all around. So if I miss something, if someone wants to write in and let me know what I'm just not getting, uh, I don't know why. On and on is like literally triple the other singles. The only real criticisms I have of this album uh, matches exactly what Scott said. It just blends a little too well together. It's only like an hour long, but it felt a lot longer because it feels like it's just this one giant mega track in some ways, right? There's not a lot of distinction between some of the elements in the, the bass and the line and stuff like that. So... Um, You know, I'd maybe rate it for the singles or, or some of the tracks that I do like, but I don't think I could listen to this entire album over and, and over. It would just, I don't know, I would tune out a little too early and I would lose something for it. And that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy listening to it, you know, a, a couple times, but it wouldn't make my regular album rotation on there. I liked the throwback on Next Lifetime. It has that old school hip hop talking to a guy on the phone intro where, you know, he's trying to macker and stuff like that. I didn't realize how much I missed that until now. I hadn't heard one in a really long time. And I'm like, oh, man, it's a little cheesy, but sometimes you got to eat some cheese uh and just to close out my uh my favorite track was sometimes it was a little bit different and i agreed with uh, alan in that this was the one that had the most up-tempo and aggressive snare and hi-hat uh combination for me and that's what made it stand out for me on this album otherwise it's a little too slow and soulful as an entirety but that one stood out because of that and uh, i liked it yeah cool cool yeah great feedback and uh yeah i agree with pretty much
0: everything everybody said so far i'll add add a few things um yeah it is 58 minutes long which i mean we've said 45 is always really good uh one thing i actually didn't realize when i picked it but uh in a two like two weeks from now february 11th is the 25th anniversary of the release of this album so it's 25 years old uh yeah she's 51 now um yeah, and I haven't really listened to it, but Mama's Gun was her second album. I also heard that was good. Um, and just to kind of go back, and I know what you're saying about the background and the bass, uh, I have a subwoofer in my car, which is great. Like, But uh, I actually put this on, and I thought... I had accidentally somehow blown my speaker, but the bass is so turned up. And again, I was listening on Spotify, and sometimes it comes down to certain masters or whatever they, they're streaming. But uh, the, the bass is is really prevalent. Um, I love bass, so I, I didn't mind it, but I literally had to turn it down. It's the only album I've ever had to turn the bass down, usually cranking it up. Um, but yeah, um, I, d- I really do like this Neo Soul uh that's kind of been out. I always love Chardet. I still, that's like my number one woman, like, Leave your wife for just like, oh, sorry, she's in, I'm out. See you later. Like that's number one. But uh, you know, so I, I like that sooth kind of 90s soul. So I do see what you were saying it's a bit slower, but at the same time, I just you know, it's it's just really well done. Um, very jazz influenced and and that old school jazz. And you were saying 70s, but really we're talking 30s, 40s, like and then kind of getting up into like Sarah Vaughn, El Fitzgerald, Edda James, and then she has been compared to in many ways Billie Hall holiday and if, if you know Billie holiday and kind of the uh the jazz songs that she is known for kind of the american standards um yeah you definitely hear that i guess it's the intonation and how she really uses her voice as, as an instrument to me it almost sounds like miles davis you know with his trumpet um like it's like her voice is his trumpet like it's amazing like it's it's real, I, and I I thought today and I'm like it almost reminds me of like what's the reverse of Adam Levine from Maroon Five like what's the opposite of that and that's her <laughs> okay I don't hate Adam Adam Levine but I just they he's just so tuned now and it's so perfect to the music whereas I felt she uses her voice more like an instrument in the music that the other instruments are then following. Whereas I find like a Maroon 5 song, it's just like, ah, it's just trying to all sound so perfect. Now it's bullshit. Um, anyway, I'll get off my thing on that. Uh, yeah, she's she's amazing. Um, somebody told me, a friend of mine said they saw her live, and she wasn't that good. But I, after he said that, I did go and listen to her live album, which is also on Spotify, and it sounds dynamite. So... You know, who knows? Could be the space, time, whatever that happens. Bad day, uh, but uh, I, I would, I would love to see her live, and I have not. Um, she didn't. She was married to. I meant she was on Outcast El- song. She was actually married to Andre three thousand. Well, I'm not actually sure if they're married. Don't hold me that, but they have a, a child together. Oh, they were. Thanks, Scott Coates is confirming. Um, yeah, and she kind of had some. You know, she was very known for being eccentric and uh, just kind of living a crazy lifestyle. She had some controversy, like. Uh, when R. Kelly, you know, the thing came out about all his child abuse, basically, and and she just said she supports him, but I just think she genuinely means it from a space like you know, hey, offer love and forgiveness to all, and don't I don't think she was in any way condoning that. And she had another comment about something like she'd even find the good in Hitler, and people lost it on that, and it's just like, well, but you know, it's a noble position to come from. So anyway, we don't get into that if we had to not listen to music based on. If artists can be idiots at times or anything like that, or any human, we would never be able to listen to anything. So um, we're not going to dwell on that. But yeah, just to kind of wrap up, I, you know, for me, I, I, I really like this album. I think it's dynamite. I think it's like a lead-in genre. It was number 98 in the uh, Rolling Stones' greatest albums of all time, the most recent one that was released. So it is a well-praised album. All right, let's get to scores. So uh, let's start with,
1: uh, uh, sorry, Alan, did I start with? Yes. Yep. Okay man, I kind of feel bad giving these numbers. God, these numbers are going to be kind of average. And I want to preface that there's nothing I hated about this album. There just wasn't anything I particularly loved either, with the exception of Apple Tree. So my overall opinion of the album, I'm giving a three and a half. I, what I recommend is probably a three and a half as well. I mean, there's I don't know (laughs) there's there's a few standout songs on this album that are really good I don't know that I could recommend the full thing kind of like Scott said um, the standout tracks are great but the album as a whole is just kind of it's a lot and then as far as influencing my taste I think I'm at a two out of five on that one I don't I don't know that I'm inspired enough to go and check out more of her stuff maybe I am but yeah I don't know Um, come on (laughs) I might. I might. But yeah, I think uh I think Apple Tree is kind of the lone standout for me. If if the album sounded more like that track.
0: Was it because I made fun of Adam Levine?
1: No. Although okay. the opposite of Adam Levine oh, to me is Barry White. I, that's a, <laughs> actually, that's, yeah, Iggy yeah, you're Pop. right. You're right. Said that actually, <laughs> you're right. <so. laughs> or Iggy Pop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It was an opposite. Yeah. You
1: know what? So, yeah, overall, three and a half. What I recommend, three and a half. Influence my taste at two. But it's not nothing wrong with the album. That's just where I'm coming from personally.
0: All right, Scott Coates. Okay,
1: uh,
2: I'm pretty close to you, Alan. Uh, influence, I'm going to give it a two and a half. I am intrigued. Uh, I might listen to more of her stuff, and I certainly knew her name. Uh, never listened to her, but I'll give it a two and a half. I know, Darren, you love the random fact. She also dated or was married to Common for two years as well so uh there's nice one for you uh I recommend think i did it, see that recommend i'll give it a three and a half just you know if you're trying to understand the story of soul and modern soul i think you gotta give her a spin and i never had somehow and overall i'll give it a three and a half like i said i liked it not much stood out but i didn't dislike it but I, but i liked it how about you so sorry influence two and a half recommend three point five overall three and a half how about yeah you? I think I we've
3: all got pretty close scores here influence for me is a two uh you know I said it kind of tickled me in a way the that other genres don't but I don't know if that was enough to really push me very far out into the the neo soul uh zone this album specifically uh, I'm gonna recommend it out of four just because she is you know one of the contemporary artists in this area that you just have to know and understand i have a feeling to get into it so if you haven't heard her before um start with her first album and dig it uh overall i'm the same as you guys it's a 3.5 you know i i just we rate by albums and while I think there's some standout singles as an overall listening experience as an album it comes down a little bit for me from the recommend so uh influence to recommend four Uh, but overall 3.5 for long-term enjoyment yeah good
0: fair enough Uh, i'm a little higher than you guys in every sense (laughs) classic Uh, and on that note i highly recommend the spinach sours gummies Really good 10 milligram THC. You get four candies, 2.5 each. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I I really always liked this genre. I like hip-hop. I like soul. I like jazz. Not many people like jazz and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, influence, first of all, I, I'm only giving her 3.5. I, I wanted to give almost higher, but it was almost because of the fact that I hadn't really heard of her and much and know who she's influenced. It's more like, for me, it was just kind of somebody I maybe seen but anyway i think uh that's a bit all i can give there but honestly for recommend i'm at a 4.5 i think this is just a dynamite album and even if it's not your wheelhouse genre i'm rating it for what it is and, and the genre it came out in and it, it's freaking dynamite i think uh, it should be listened to if you want if you're a music fan and you want to explore it if you hate kind of soul music then probably not uh and overall for me honestly a 4.5 i think this is a near perfect for what it is album and i can't fault it any other way for that and i actually do really like it i i really really enjoyed it myself um i just thought it was a dynamite album and a very cool genre yes it is more mellow if you like the chill beats kind of chill vibe type music you're gonna love this but uh yeah it's highly, highly worth listening to. All right. So uh next uh month for uh us is Scott Coates. You're up. You're gonna be picking another soul artist. You wanna say now or you just wanna
2: You know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm trying to decide between a few at this point. Uh I got a bit of a short list going. It might be Al Green, it might be D'Angelo, it might be Maxwell, it might be Jill Scott, it might be Sarday. Nice. And there's a few others. I'm sorta of listening to some albums, so it, uh I'll get it sorted out in the next couple days. Those are all great choices. That's, that's a
0: interesting leeway because D'Angelo was who Erika Badu started with. Hmm. She sang on one of his songs, one of her first things, huh. and then got signed after that. There you go. What a what a great segue. Mm-hmm all right well that's it guys and girls and everything in between thanks for listening to another episode of us just rambling on like idiots but hey we have fun doing it and we hope you enjoy it and uh, we'll keep making these episodes we're on eight years we're not quitting now all right well for the sonic collective i'm darren scott and we're signing off for now peace thanks for listening and exploring with us We'll be back real soon with another pick and critique of albums that matter here at the Sonic Collective.